We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes, 2K21 is over. My guys are here. Year in Review Pod, the Legend Awards. Round of applause for some legends in the building. The we legends. got Alan. We got Impy. It's good. What's up, fellas? What a year. I feel like I spent most of it in my house. Yeah? Eh, a good amount. The year of the live crowds returning. That's true. Yeah. I you went to all some sports. games though. I went to the I went to I went to the first Nick game post COVID, and then I went to the f- home opener this season. Yeah, like, this year. So Damn, I you were dedicated. Yeah, I yeah. I've looking. only been to one sporting event. It was UFC. Nice. At, at, at MSG, it was Usman and Covington too. That was the first time that I went to a, a live event. Ironically enough, fellas, the last event I went to when COVID hit, right before my birthday in 2020 was a ufc card mm-hmm. in vegas and the first one i went back to was a ufc card here in the, in new york so yeah diehard ufc diehard next yeah there you go and you guys made a little wager early when the season started right yeah Miami had a hell of a run they somehow. <laughs> somehow I mean, it would have been crazy if they won yesterday it be cast that like week six and then like <laughs> week 15 we're like oh Maybe. Regardless, though, the team they went on a seven-game win streak. Yeah, the quarterbacks that they the played, most fraudulent seven-game win streak. Yeah, it was. They the only quarterback was Lamar, but I think he was hurt that game. And it was right? a Thursday night, a which Thursday is always week. dicey. Yeah, so. and it wasn't even Tua. Like Tua came in for relief too in that one too. So if I would have lost that bet, I actually wouldn't. I felt bad. That's just a bad beat. Yeah, you know, like I wouldn't have, you know, lost. Sometimes sleep that over last that. card on the flop kind of gets you, and you're like, oh. Even they would have won, I could not see like. Tua against a Belichick defense. Like, I don't know how they pulled it off week one. That was, you know, week one is week one. I mean, one. there's a lot of weird week one stuff, man. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, watching Tua now, not to get the whole NFL talk, but you got to look at the last two years in the biggest spots, he's completely dropped the neck. Mm-hmm. You look at the Buffalo against the second stringers and now against the Titans. I just don't know how Miami could look at him and be like, he can be our starting quarterback and we could be a contender. You said that like week two. You're yeah, like, I think I've seen enough. I think it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, 
how good can he be? We don't know, but you know, it's one of those things where it's like you know he won't be elite. So if your mindset is keep keep drafting until you get you know like a a, a Mahomes or Herbert or Rod, you know, if you or be in the sweepstakes for every available QB possible, or do you just say you know Tua has shown us enough where we can kind of build around them? I don't think that's the case though. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, are you are you still sticking with your Patriots all the way? What did I say? Patriots Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a couple weeks ago, that was the hot topic. That was the hottest sports topic right. a few weeks ago. Now, not so much, but again, you know, I still think I'll take I'll take the Patriots okay. over some of those teams in AFC. So for the year in review, uh, this is something we've been doing for the last couple of years now, and we got some fun category names and whatnot. But overall, Alan, how would you how would you say you'll remember? 2021 well i mentioned the live crowds before but besides that i would say kind of the rise of or the resurgence if you want to look into the soccer world but definitely the rise like what milwaukee did was something i'll look at as most memorable just because it was just it just felt so refreshing even though people talk about the nba finals two small market teams no superstars even though Giannis truly is a superstar i really just enjoyed the rise of milwaukee and then the, obviously the resurgence of Brady, and now you saw the resurgence of Italy, and then uh, college basketball scene, Baylor do its thing. So I, it was cool to see a mixture of uh, small market slash mid-tier basketball schools really emerge, and then you saw the real legendary status of uh, Tom Brady of Italy you know, rise to the top. This year to me was a little bittersweet because obviously glad to get sports back, but also I do think you know, the pandemic has unfortunately like negatively affected the product. And, you know, like I worry about the football year going into the playoffs. Like, is this the, is this actually going to be like the best representation of the best teams this season, even in the NBA as well? Like with all of these players, you know, being on these protocols and things of that nature, it's like, are we actually seeing the competitive advantages play out? You know what yeah. I mean? I'm I'm just a little I've been a little worried about that. In particular with December. December's been a huge It's been a bad month. Yeah. And, and and from all you know, a lot of signs are pointing to like running into some of the same issues in January. Right. So to me it's it's a bittersweet thing where I love getting sports back, but at the same time it's like COVID didn't really mess with the NBA playoffs. I don't really recall. No, that. no, no. I'm saying right now, yeah. like it's impact. I'm just trying to remember yeah. 2021. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, bittersweet. No, they made it. They made it through with no issues, yeah. uh, and it was outside the bubble too. Like you didn't have yeah. that bubble luxury. It was weird because it felt like it felt like they played two seasons in one, right? Because of how quick. Yep. Last NBA season started off. Yeah. Like almost, it was about what two months after the bubble ended, right? Because I think the Giannis and the Bucks won the title, and it wasn't even a year since, since the Lakers, the Lakers yeah. had won it. Yeah, they. I mean, the NBA got a little criticism for starting so quickly. So, yeah, but in the end, they had to because of like money stuff too. Money talks, and that's gotta get to the playoffs, man. Gotta get to the playoffs. All right, let's. For me, let me start with this. For me, I think the one thing I remember with twenty twenty one is. Sports returning, and I know we had it in 2020, but I mean, from your perspective, Alan, where you actually had fans in the crowd, mm-hmm. it it gave me a sense of normalcy again. Yeah. Because it was weird watching that first COVID year, 2020, with no people in the crowd. You're like, it seems like you're watching a walkthrough, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I know some some arenas, not arenas, but some stadiums had like 25% capacity. 
I remember the the rookie game for CEH where he scored like two touchdowns or whatever it was. Oh no, he kept getting stopped at the goal line mm-hmm. with uh, <laughs> with with the Chiefs having like twenty percent capacity and it sounded. Mm-hmm. Like they had full capacity. Well, weren't they pumping audio in, if I'm not mistaken? No, I think... Been... Weren't you guys going to pump audio? The no, Falcons? well, Falcons did, and they got fined for it yeah. about like eight years ago. Oh, that's so. what it was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's legal, but they got caught like eight years ago doing this. But for me, it was a sense of normalcy seeing fans in the crowd and navigating through like people having to get tested. So you made the person you're sitting next to feel a little bit more comfortable. There was a sense of normalcy. So that's, that's one thing that I'm gonna remember because having sports with no crowd is just, it's just weird, bro. Yeah. And I think like some of players benefited tremendously across sports, basketball in particular, there's a lot of guys who shot really well last year because you know, you know, the idea is without fans. That's why I like guys like TJ Warren went crazy in the bubble you know, guys like situations like that where some guys played way above their, you know, their, I don't want to say potential, but, you know, they played well because there was no fans in the stands, particularly you, shooters. You could say the same thing about teams. I don't know if Tampa Bay does what they do if if New Orleans and Green Bay have full stadiums. Ah. Because we're talking about two of the most hostile environments, particularly New Orleans. Like, if you, I've talked to a few beat writers about this. They said when they were at, Rams Saints MC Tile game, they never heard a place that loud. Like they thought the roof was gonna explode. That's how loud it was. So you gotta have to look at that and then you have to look at Lambeau Field, Green Bay. We know how crazy they are. Uh I think Tampa Bay, they definitely were a bit fortunate when it came to playing in two empty stadiums and two notoriously hostile environments. That's a great point. That is a great point. Yeah, and that was also like the first sports experience we had at twenty twenty one, right? The playoffs just starting off Mm -hmm. and then they go through Washington. They go through New Orleans. The Heineke game. The Heineke game. Let's start off, though, and give me your... Let's go with your moment of the year. What would you say is the moment of the year for you? I mean, it's tough. I, I wanted to kind of like circle around Brady, I think. I really loved the Brady going back to, to Foxborough moment. Mm. I, I know it was a game, but also like what... It was so much more than a game, though, because everything surrounding it, and then you just get such a great game in and of itself as well. All of the history and that was that, that was pretty. It, it lived up to to what everyone thought it would be, and then some, I think. So I think Brady going back to going back to Foxborough and winning that game. How about you? Italy winning the penalty shootout in front of eighty thousand people in Wembley Stadium. You gotta look at it. England. Pretty much had almost all their home games in the Euros. In London, except I believe the quarterfinals against Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides that, they played. They had the biggest home field advantage, and Italy goes there. They concede in the first minute. Then it was kind of you know they had possession. Then they eventually got the goal from Benucci, crazy set piece. But just that penalty shootout and it just how dramatic it was. And it's a final, and it's just eighty thousand people in England like. Because I don't think the group stage they had fans, but then the knockout stage, people and you know England, England, they're dying for a major trophy in any court capacity. Oh, and it was, <laughs> and it was sort of like, bro, they they kind of gift wrapped it for England to win it. Like he was saying, Italy wasn't supposed to win the Euro, right? Nah, they were a little bit of a not not a dark. They were they were a favorite by name. Yeah, I would say they're like top five. Yeah, yeah. they were like in the six to seven range odds yeah. odds wise too. But England, like Alan was saying. They played six of the seven potential games in London, so they didn't need to travel. But one game that they played away was like a layup also. It wasn't like a tough opponent. 
And yeah. basically, it was set up for it to come home, right? Like it's coming home. You would imagine that they had the they, they had the best roster against everyone they played against. England, yeah, they have the most stack squad. Oh yeah, yeah. league has brings in the most revenue. Like Italy, they were definitely up there, but it wasn't a tournament where anyone was really seriously bringing up as oh they're going to win this tournament. So, just the moment, maybe this is coming from a bit of a personal background, just because I know so many times I was with them for that moment but i just think the whole scene of it is just seeing you know donnarumma make that save and it just brings back flashbacks of 2006 with buffon so uh and i think it was like the first it was just great to see a real major soccer tournament back because it was supposed to be euro 2020 and obviously that couldn't have happened so for it to happen a year later and for it to go relatively well i think it was a huge moment bro staying with soccer moment for me we watched it together the penalty shootout, the oh. penalty, USA, Mexico, okay. and the Gold Cup. Look, it's no secret that I've been banging at the table from the moment that the men's team missed the World Cup in 2018. They clean house. A lot of the older players, the Michael Bradleys of the world, they're like, yeah, you know what? Your, your, your time is up, right? And you look at the future and for this men's team, and they beat Mexico three times in a calendar year. They've never done that before. They have, per FIFA rankings, a little weird, the rankings, but they have the youngest roster of the 32 best teams in the world. All our guys now are playing in big-time clubs overseas, and they're playing, like, valuable minutes for your Chelsea's mm-hmm. and Borussia and Juventus. And Juventus. Yeah. Like, you're not playing for slapdick teams. And yeah. I was on Juventus. McKinney. Uh, McKinney, yeah. And, and now... Uh, Pepe just signed Augsburg with Augsburg and Bundesliga. In the Bundesliga. So all these guys are not playing. And then that game against Mexico was the Gold Cup. And it was like, all right, we're finally going to see these young guys play for the Stripes in a meaningful game against another opponent who's a team that is also good, his, your, your arch rival. But it's also like they have their guns out too. And they won that game. It was when uh, your boy... Horbath made the save. Oh, I know yo, you. That kid stole the show that so day. So between Pulisic, think about those five minutes, bro. And, and it was a crazy environment because, you know, Mexico, Mexico supporters, they travel. Like, they will come in packs. So it, was, it, it wasn't like in. a total home game for U.S. by any means. No, nah, it was yeah. not a home game at yeah. all. And then so Pulisic scores his, his yeah. penalty. And then right before the game ends, Mexico gets a penalty. And all the Mexican players are going crazy. They're yelling at each yeah. other, grabbing people's throats and shit. And then, bam, the save. It was so dramatic. It was incredible. I was watching that yeah, with Alan, yeah. bro. What was that, July, August? No, that was like June. Yeah, it was yeah. around the time of the Euro Cup, yeah. too. And for me, I was just like, let's go, man. This yeah. is a team now. Yeah. They got tested. Back against the ropes. This team is going to be legit, man. On so track to me, qualify. For me, that was it right there, baby. I watched the game, the Dos Acero against Mexico recently, right? Yeah. Big. That was big. Yeah, I'm ready. Going into the next World Cup, where do you think they would be, odds-wise? Nah, they we gotta still... See the, we got to see the groups. Yeah, you got to see the groups, but they're still like in the 80, 90 to 1 odds. So like, Let's not get it twisted. It not would be, out, they would be outside the top 10. Oh, easily. Got it. Okay. Easily, for sure. They yeah. might be in the teens. Yeah. That's why everything is gearing up towards 2026. That's a that's a real thing. The World Cup's gonna be here. It's the North America World Cup, but 
but 60 of the 80 games are going to be played in the States. Got so it. chances are they're going to get the automatic bid. And what's cool is Canada's actually becoming legitimately good. So Canada, it's just, it's eh? Not, it's not just U.S. and Mexico. Like Canada's actually going to be a credible host. Bro, yeah. Canada is not... Don't sleep on them Canadians. Those they're polite fucks. Toronto, right? Toronto, yeah. Montreal, Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. yeah they have a lot of stadiums there. They got a lot of stadiums there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's go to... Fuck it. Let's go player of the year. I'll lead this one off. Giannis. Yeah, same. Same. Yeah, all of us? Clean sweep? I slight consideration towards Aaron Rodgers, but I was just like, ah, I got to go Giannis. Ipi would never vote for Aaron Rodgers I, for this one. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have a hard time convincing. So I just think what Giannis did for the city is just. Yeah, no, right. I mean, it's just the Rodgers thing is interesting because he's probably going to win two MVP awards. Back to back, yeah. Right. Yeah. I just it, think the Giannis. It, it had to be Giannis. in the man. finals. Yeah. But think about the. Also, another one that could have been the moment was the block that he had, too, in the game four. Yeah. I mean, it was game four. Mm-hmm. And that finals for, like, what Alan was saying about, like, the big markets and the ratings down, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. It's like, you got to see the guy who we've been coining as the next star in the league. I mean, he's already a star. He's won MVP twice. He's actually having a monster year this right. year, too. But I feel like no one is really talking about it because it's, it's the LeBron factor, right? Like, the LeBron fatigue. The, ah, uh, he's already won MVP, which to me is the most bullshit take you could have. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but just because a guy has won MVP once or twice recently and his numbers are as good or even better than when he won MVP, you're not going to vote for him because you have Giannis fatigue. There's no such thing as fatigue. You just have to admire greatness and look at it objectively. If he's putting number, ridiculous numbers, like, look, Aaron Rodgers is definitively the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. So if Giannis is outperforming everybody, I don't care, I don't care what it is. Like, you got to look at what it is. I'm with you, man. Yeah. I'm with you. But going back to going back to Giannis, it's like he wins the ring for Milwaukee. Like he said, he wanted to win one here. And he really... He cemented himself as an all-time great. Bingo. Yeah. Already. Free throw shooting as well. Oh, yeah. what a way to ice that last yeah. game too, right? Yeah. His, what you would say his biggest flaw. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they would do the countdown on him, and it was like hack a Giannis to get him to the line, and he's like, "Yo, what's up?" Battle twenty, yeah, was it to to end in, in the clincher there? Yeah, and he wasn't even the sentimental favorite too. Remember, it was point God CP three in the finals. Like everyone's rooting for get them. him the ring, get him the ring. Giannis will be back. Giannis will be back. He's younger, and I, I love the man. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's Giannis. Yeah, can this segue to game of the year? Because we all have Giannis. Sure, my game of the year was game seven. Nets Bucks, Last. the Durant foot on the line. Yeah, <laughs> does do the Nets win the finals if Durant is the size? What's the what was the line if Durant wore size eleven instead of size thirteen? Yeah, 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 yeah. That game was unbelievable. So that was my game of the year, and just kind of piggybacking because it was involved Giannis, and that ultimately that played a huge role in, I guess Giannis's lore, right? The idea of if Durant hits the three. Nets go to the finals, and then you know he doesn't get the fifty piece. He doesn't win the ring, and so yeah. But that also showed a lot about Durant too. It's right? funny that you say that because the takeaway from that game to me was like, and I think a lot of people too felt this way. It was like in the loss, Durant solidified himself as the best player in the NBA. Like at the t- like, I mean, I would take the KD right now over anybody. I think yeah, because look about it, they didn't have Kyrie because he was hurt. Harden had half a hamstring. Yeah, half a hamstring. Yeah. Half of one. You're supposed to have two. Yeah. So, 
I just that was an unbelievable performance by Durant and just a great series too, you know. So that's my and so game of the year, Bucks and that's game seven. Ooh, Alan, what about you? I got a weird choice. It was very hard. I was looking through all different sports, but it's random. I thoroughly enjoyed the Chargers Browns back in October. Wow, <laughs> regular season. Just it was Yo, just bro, ridiculous. Did you though. pick Ravens Browns last year too? That Monday Night Football game they had. I think you might have. I did, and look, it's hilarious that. The Browns get so much criticism, deserve criticism for not putting together like a functional offense. Yet back to back years, they've been a part of the games of the year. But it, it was just back and forth, and it was just like Injoku, like multiple times, just hit, just galloping downfield because Injoku has those massive legs, and then just the the touchdown celebration. But that was like one of Herbert's first real coming out party moments, where he was just sling it all across the field. You know, Mike Williams is constantly being downfield. That was like also a big moment for Mike Williams because it's like we saw a couple flash plays here and there. Boom. Then he had like, I think, two 60-yard touchdowns. And it was just one of those games, just pure bonkers. And uh, I know it's probably not going to be memorable because who it was knows? a regular season one, right? Regular season. And neither team might be, not be in the playoffs. We know the Browns aren't going to be in Chargers. Who knows after they play the Raiders. So, well, look, it was fun. So, that's how I remember it. Man, it's funny that you mentioned Milwaukee because I had one from Milwaukee, and I know I kind of touched on it before, but I really like that game four because they're down in yes. the finals. They're down to the Suns, right? And they showed you nothing. They gave you no confidence to think they were going to turn it around. None at After all. game two. And Giannis has the moment with the block. And to me, man, that one was just super memorable game. Like, yeah, 26, 14, and 8. But that was also when Middleton put up a 40-piece. And that that game was like, yo, you don't win that game. You're down 3-1. Chances are it's quiet for you. And that block with like a minute 20, a minute 30 left was so iconic. Like, like the LeBron block. Like the LeBron block. But obviously the LeBron block was more iconic because it's in game seven. No, nah, both were in the finals. Yeah. But that's game seven on the road. There's a minute left. Yeah. This one, yeah, it's a minute left, but it's like, all right, it's not the end of the series if you do lose this game. You don't game. go home. No, your chances are slim. But for me, it's that game four, man, in the NBA Finals. Yeah. How about we go to Coach of the Year, Alan? This is the most difficult one for me. Okay. I had four, and like I had to like really break this down. Two from soccer that I eventually eliminated. Thomas Tuchel. Chelsea Bancher literally came in and won the Champions League within three months. With with the American baby. Yes. Christian Pulisic's yes. son. Yes, but Chelsea's going through a horrible spell right now. Oh, I don't yeah. like how he's handling the Lukaku situation, so he I had to knock him off. Considered Pep Guardiola, but not making the cha- not winning the Champions League kind of knocked them off, even though literally I don't think a, a club has scored more goals in a calendar year than Manchester City right now. I think they're about to win their second straight Premier League, too. They're, what they do on a weekly basis, just yeah. no team is doing Them two it. actually play each other this weekend, yeah, too. So, Chelsea, Man City. So I consider them two. I had to knock it off, knock both of them off. So it came down to two. I, had, I wish I wanted to go Mike Vrabel so bad, but I had to <laughs> knock him off just because I I thought the exit Baltimore was rough. Yeah. I thought it was a huge letdown. At home, too. Yeah. So yeah, as great as he's done this year, that playoff, I had to knock him off. So I'm going Nate McMillan. Atlanta. Whoa, that's a goodie. Yeah. When he was there, they were the temp seed. I think they were four games under 500. And then they go up to the fifth seed. Yeah, yeah. They played the Knicks in the 4 5. 
also, it was something we were talking about with them, how they had, I think, the fourth or fifth best record in the league from when he took over, too. Yeah. They just really bought into it. And, like, I'm not going to pretend to be some dire Hawk fans, but, like, I was... But Atlanta, I, bro. I, I thoroughly was watching. I was, like, watching. Like, they had just more intense defensively. They had the rotation down. Uh, Red Velvet became a superstar overnight. Uh, that Sixers series was one of the most dramatic things I ever watched, yet they pulled it out within seven. It... I just think what Nate McMillan did for that franchise, like really took him to new heights, and like you just saw players emerging. Like th- that roster to me was like they had players everywhere, all five positions could step up and play. The John Collins dunk, all, <laughs> they made that into a shirt at one point. Uh, of course, New York's uh, new favorite villain, Trey Young, you another guy who just completely took over the playoffs. So yeah, I'm, I'm giving Nate McMillan slight edge over Mike Vrabel, but it was very hard. Wow, I didn't think of that one. That's a good one, though. Imp, what you got? I don't know. I, I really, like, being... you going Bill Belichick. Nah. <laughs> it's hard to not say it's Tibbs. I wish the Knicks weren't as bad this year. Because what Tibbs did last year was... It was so crazy. The Knicks had the second worst... Highest total projected before the season started. And they were the fourth seed in the East. That's a, such a crazy, like contrast from what the expectation was versus what happened. Granted, the playoffs was terrible. I really want to go Tibbs just because I really think no one saw that coming last year. And I think, objectively, he did the best job with like the roster that he had. Also one coach of the year. And when he coach, one coach of just the year. Stick in the with year. it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Tibbs. Don't hesitate. I think it's Tibbs. You can make the argument for also Monty Williams, though. And Nate McMillan's a great a great pick as well. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think it's kind of a take. You, Saban? Nah, like Tibbs, Tibbs though. Yo, for, no, for, t- for all sports, coach. We, well, because you have to take. It, I guess this year, the part a part of this season into consideration. Right. Yeah, so, I, I just looked at pure maybe, calendar year. Maybe Nick Saban. I mean Saban, yeah. True. I mean, I thought you were gonna say the guy I was gonna say when you said soccer, but Mancini. I. I I thought about it, but so, I, I, I'm taking into calendar year, and I think Italy not winning their World Cup group is yeah, the, is the now, damn shape. So that's why I, I took them off. So I don't know if you're really following this, but like with World Cup qualifiers, because the, the World Cup's going to be in November this year coming up. That's another huge thing that we'll be talking about this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like usually in the summer, we go to the bars and shit. It's like, oh, should we start playing soccer or whatever it might be? Now it's going to be in November. So we're going to have college football, NBA, NFL, and a World Cup. Just all in there. We've talked about it ad nauseum of like, yo, that's going to be a... And the, and the games are primarily going to be in the morning because it's in Qatar. So the time zone changes. It's, the time oh, zone is going to be Lordy, ridiculous. It's going to be going into football and red zone. It's going to be crazy. I can't wait to see yeah. how they handle this. But like, look, let's, look, let's look at Italy, right? The expectations coming into the, into the Euro Cup. They were... All right, don't forget about Italy was mm-hmm. what we were saying yeah. on the preview. They're a team who historically are always just end up like in the quarterfinals, semifinals. Right. Quarterfinals but, was the standard for them. But this was this was a team that was completely different from years past because they were actually offensive and right. they weren't the boring, just right. you know, hard, scrappy kind of team. Like they actually went out and they were scoring mm-hmm. two, three goals a game yeah. and they were dominating teams like that. So Mancini coming into that, uh, winning the Euro Cup mm-hmm. in a hostile environment like you were talking right. about with England. And yeah, the the post fall out of that, how now it, Either Portugal or Italy is going to be out of the World Cup. So you're either going to have no Ronaldo, who's already said that this is going to be the last major tournament of his career with Portugal. And then you got no Euro winner, which is wild, too. Because if you think about it, like, no disrespect to, like, the Colombias and the 
and the Perus and Paraguays, Chiles of the world. The the major teams in the world are in Europe. And then you got like <clears throat> Colombia and Argentina and Brazil. So to win the Euro Cup and then not make it, yeah, I feel you about how that kind of knocks it a, li- yeah. a little. But the achievements, it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna knock crazy, that pick. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy because look, for as much as it was Italy, it still kind of came out of nowhere. Right, and they didn't qualify for the last World Cup, so for that, it was just seeing them back on the stage. People, I think the general consensus from you know the Italian media and Italian people was just let's have a respectful effort. Let's. Uh, do well because remember they had the their games in Italy during the group stage. So it's like you know represent the country well, but you know they expect to beat the likes of Belgium, Spain, Germany, or France. Been they end up beating Belgium, Spain, and then England. So hmm. credit to them. Yeah, I'm not hating on the Manchi pick. It's just I had to knock them down a few pegs just because they legitimately might not qualify. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's gonna be. Ooh, talk about headlines. And, and that game, by the way, will, if so, Italy just has to beat North Macedonia. And Portugal has to beat Turkey, but that game will be in Portugal. So they have to go to Portugal. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Crazy joy. See, that's why you, uh, I don't know. I don't like how that, it should be neutral, but what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Put put it in Greece. Talk about neutral, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Imp, uh, let's go with sport of the year. What year do you, what sport do you think captivated headlines the most or you'd remember 2021 from? Oh, man, that's tough. I is it a cop out to say football? I don't know. Nah, because I think that might be the one. Yeah, I think they've been for for bad or for good. They've been at the forefront of moving things along during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Whether people like it or not, they're like, "Look, we're gonna get these games played. We're gonna we're gonna make up rules as we go." Now there's new protocols from what we previewed in September to what they are now. No more Ian Book playing. Yeah, yeah, like, well, we're not having that shit. We're not having these third-string quarterbacks coming in, Sean Mangan and all yeah. that. Like, we're not doing that. I think it's I think it's the NFL. I mean, Super Bowl was still – you had the storylines of Mahomes, the new goat against the You got the, the game you wanted. It wasn't exactly the game you right. wanted, but you still got the game you wanted. Right, and then, again, just like what the football season did You this really year think too. that was the game people wanted? Mahomes, Brady, yeah. I think there was a decent amount that wanted Mahomes Rogers. Yeah, but it was. Mm, I nah, feel like everyone wanted to know if Brady could win one without Belichick. Oh, there yeah. was no way that Brady wasn't like wanted in that final. There's, there's, there's. Yo, th- to use impossible. a wrestling term, don't you feel like Brady kind of took a little bit of a face turn because he left New England? Like people don't like the nah. Patriots. I just think like he cemented himself and he got validated and the I mean, argument. Bro, he was cemented. No, no, no. Sorry, what I meant was like the argument of the Belichick or the Brady who was more important. <sighs> I that just, argument. I just think that argument's silly. I do. Th- I think it's silly as well. But I think last year was important in the relationship. I'm not arguing. I just, I just feel like man, who wouldn't want to watch Mahomes Rogers? Like I, I was think in the Mahomes Rogers yeah. camp for yeah. sure. Because when you had Buffalo, Kansas City, Packers, Bucks. I remember we even had a segment too, like what would be the most compelling Super Bowl matchup? Right. And to me, it was both featured Mahomes. Right. I would have preferred Rodgers. I, I, I'll admit, I underestimated the Bucks. I thought the Bucks were kind of a flawed team, and they did damage. Uh, I actually, man, we've been talking a lot of soccer, but I am actually going to pick soccer. I, I hate to keep it focused on soccer, but the reason I'm making the pick is a because the Super League discussion, which I just thought could have changed everything. Wow. Yeah. And I think Messi Ronaldo switching clubs in the same summer, 
that brought a huge amount of headlines. So I just think between... And you had a major tournament. And Messi winning the Copa America too. So I just thought there were so many different things happening with soccer. And then Mbappe missing the penalty. Like, it just seemed like every other week something crazy was going on. But, you know, you can make an argument for football. And I don't want to keep going on about soccer. But I thought if you want to look at, like, the sport that brought the most this year, I just thought it was just never ending with soccer. Yo, bro, if you think about it, from about May to early September, there was a soccer headline every week. Yeah. Like you have the end of the Champions League final, mm-hmm. and even in the states it got covered because you had Pulisic winning one, an American winning one. Then you had the Super League, mm-hmm. the Super League conversations, and then you have the Euro Cup, and then from there it's the transfers. Right. Then come September, Ronaldo makes his debut yeah. for Man U again, yeah, and yeah, it's Messi. like coming full circle. Yeah. Messi's on PSG, yeah. that whole fiasco. So. Yeah, that's a good one, man. They yeah. dominated like three, four months of of, of the year, and mm-hmm. if not more than that. And these are like blockbuster moves, like. Oh yeah, seismic like changes across yeah. the board. Right. For me, I think I think it's NFL also. Yeah, I think it's the NFL. I'm it's I'm still I can't get over the I, I think the the popular opinion was that people wanted Brady in. I think you guys are in the minority on this one. Okay, no, it is look. Tom Brady's mm. Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> also, just because, like, I also think there was a, an an element of mystery if if Brady won, would he come back, or if he lost, would he come back? Like, I think that played into it as well. Where you knew Rodgers, no matter what, he's playing uh, again I, next year. I can make the no. You can make a good counter argument that people want to know about Rodgers if he was going to stay in Green Bay. Not at that time, though. No, there were rumors. Was, there were rumors in twenty twenty one after the whole Jordan Love pick. There was concerns about Rodgers. You're right. People want, and who could forget the press conference afterwards? And anyone on McAfee's show on Tuesday, he was talking about, yes, yeah, might be my last time here. We know guys don't come back here. Like he was playing it up, and look what happened. Yeah, he's he lost might be later. Gone too. Yeah. Let's segue into an award Aaron Rodgers might win. Let's go with Legend of the Year, and Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I, he was close. I actually, damn, I, I didn't really give him that much thought. I, I got another one. Though. I mean, he. I, I can't I can't think of the next college coach that's going to get a job for a while. Because of him? I think so. No, nah, I disagree because I think his age is going to play a role in that too. Like, Dude, is he's older. Like, you don't think, bro, Lincoln Riley, Matt Rule. I mean, Matt Rule just got a job. Right? I think it's going to get and, second-guessed again. It may be not be. They won't just be giving jobs out like how Cliff Kingsbury got hired. Man, I just think if Bobby Petrino could get a job, Urban Meyer could get a job. But that was how long ago was that? I know that was in 07. Yeah. yeah, I mean maybe like I hear a, what you're saying, but I think age has to play a role in it too. Like Lincoln Riley was prior to his move to USC, he was kind of linked to the Cowboys. To the Cowboys, also. yeah, but I think that could always just be smoke screens. But yeah. I understand though the idea of the, a younger coach. It's a different story. We've talked about this yeah. being able to relate to the players a little bit more. But. He's 57. Yeah. Urban? He's not Nick Saban, where he's in the 60s, but, you know, 57 as opposed to Lincoln Riley, 39? who is 38. 38. I, I think there's a better chance you'll see him coaching than being on TV. I don't think a network will hire him. Because I think the whole what happened with him and Josh Lambeau, that's bad. I can hey. see, like, a, a middle-of-the-road college program looking to get some. Like what I own to do with Rick uh, Pitino? Like a, yeah, Rick Pitino <laughs> got a job. Yeah. Like a Like a... Give me like a Iona, like a well, no, I was thinking a college program, like SMU, to 
bring it back from the Pony like Express Like a fucking days. Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's a hell of a pick, though, man. You're like, Ur- Urban Liar has like a laundry Urban Liar. List. Urban Liar, Urban yeah, Meyer. That's a good one. That's a, that's a <laughs> like, like, he just has a laundry list of things he did this year that that's makes him a That's the thing. It's not just the one or two things. It's, okay. the, it's the Tebow. It's the drafting of ETN. It's the not making Trevor Lawrence the starter right away. It's... It's the benching of James Robinson. It's not traveling with the team. It's the dancing with the girl at the yeah. bar. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, bro, even go back like decades when he was with the Gators, um, that time where we rattled off. But yeah, it might have been one of you two, but all the accusations, all the players that he had on his Tebow roster, was the like, band aid. Yeah. Tebow I, was the guy. I remember the episode we did. We did. Right? We did. And that, it was yeah. like, yo, he had Reggie Nelson who like stole some girl's laptop. He had, yeah. he had, yeah. Yeah, Aaron Hernandez on his team and Riley Cooper and all these guys, the Pouncey brothers. Riley Cooper. That's a good one. I, yo, I put I put down Kyrie. Wow, okay. Legend of the year. How is it not like that's first, a good one? First ballot legend of the year is Kyrie. Oh, I'm shocked neither of you got all right, go out of my bet. And look, this is this has to me, it's not even about like whether he wants to get vaccinated or not. That that to me is a fucking carpet bomb of of landmines to walk through it's such a polarizing topic you know how i feel about this i kind of stay away but i think just like all things considered just everything wanting to only play road games no that's no he wants to play every game right but the only way that the nets would let him would be to play the road games yeah well well covid and and missing out on the money that he's missing out on too but it's also the conspiracy theory shit on social media, doing the press conferences on Instagram Live. Yeah, the, the flat Earth stuff, like just everything considered. Yeah. Just wow, I'm shocked you, you did not pick who I'm going to say. Antonio Brown. No, Ben Simmons. Oh, that's another goodie. I I, I, I did not hesitate. I thought Ben Simmons easily that's, that's from not fair. the fourth quarter no shows against the Hawks. Not fair. Not fair. Elaborate. I think his team threw him under the bus. Obviously, he didn't handle the offseason the right way, but I don't think that the team handled the situation well either. That is totally understandable. I thought Doc so. It's like it's like I understand your perspective if Philly and Doc Rivers didn't say what they did. Like, like they really did trash him. Thing is, I'm not putting all. It's not like sorry to cut you off, but it's not like this was this came out of the blue. It's not like they fully supported him going into the offseason and he just said, "Nah, I'm good." Like they literally threw him under the bus. So whether or not. Obviously, he made the wrong decision by not showing up and all this stuff. But I do think there's some element of like, I hate to say justification, but there's some element of like, all right, I can at least understand his perspective of where he's coming from. Right. Because you look at the interview, like, and Bleach should have done better. Doc should have done better, especially after this. Even the if it's stuff. to the media, bro. Right. What you say to the media doesn't matter. Like, right. keep it in house. You know what I mean? But I, for Simmons, I think I actually put a lot more weight into just. The total no show in those fourth quarters against the Hawks, like just when, like not shooting the ball, right? Like literally that moment in Game Seven where he could have had easy dunk and they kicked it out and end up just he being. A foul. He didn't want to get. He didn't want to get fouled. And like Joel just looking at him, like, "What on earth are you doing?" So, I thought Simmons was the biggest reason why they lost to the Hawks. And I just look. You could talk about the battle, but how he got kicked out of that practice, just a horrible look. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's sweats on. like, well, come yo, on. Yeah. That's but, embarrassing. Yeah, it's crazy yeah, yeah. He hasn't played yet. Yeah. But yeah, also like with going back to Kyrie, right? You, you make the, what's that, what's that club that uh, didn't Bill Simmons coin it? It's like 50, 30, 
50 30 90 50 40 90 club it's like 50 percent from the field 40 percent from three 90 percent from the line so he was like the eighth or ninth player all time to do that right so he had a monster season last year but also it's like yo bro you and Durant decided to come here to like win a championship and shit. Right. And it's like legend in the sense of, yo, you're like selling out your boy too. Yeah. Like, like bro, we always make the the joke about like, yo, obviously LeBron would go to South Beach if you're Wade and I'm LeBron and you hit me up like, yo, bro, you want to come to Miami? Mm-hmm. All right, let's team up together. Nice heat culture, no taxes. Everything's going to go through us. Like, why not play with your best friend, right? You didn't get to have a college experience. Come and play with me. It's like you're going away. You've been in Cleveland your whole fucking life. Kyrie and Durant decided to go to the Nets together. And then you also get Harden to come in too. And then it's like you're also selling out on your teammates by doing this too. Yeah. And it's it's like, yo, bro, come on. If Kyrie is playing, no one's touching them. And also, you want to laugh. There were rumors that they were actually supposed to go to the Knicks. And Kyrie was the one who convinced him to go to the Nets. Of course. Why not? Why, why the fuck not? I like how you point this out. Being yeah, I mean, the Knicks that you are. I feel no, like- but if, if, I bet you if KD could go back, I'm not saying he would pick the Knicks, yeah. but I'm just saying if KD could go back, he wouldn't. He would never leave the Warriors. How do you leave Curry No, I think for- maybe he would have went to another team. Yeah. You know, like maybe he would have joined... Um, I literally cannot think of another team right now. Like, yo, if you're in Kyrie's circle, you're not telling him, like, yo, bro, if you just play, no one's going to touch you guys if you guys are healthy. I mean, they only needed one. They needed one guy healthy with Durant, and I think they win the finals. I mean, for as bad as Joe Harris was shooting, and you know, yeah, like Joe yeah, Harris was non-existent. Broadway Joe had some struggles in those Broadway playoffs. Joe. <laughs> Simmons had him. Simmons and them had him as one of the worst contracts in the NBA. Yeah. How much of that is just like now? Now you're being elevated. Well, you're, you're getting paid to shoot. Yeah, and shoot. Then you and if you shoot, can't yeah. shoot well, you're useless. Like. Bertans up there. Anyway, I like that we picked three strong different choices. Yeah, yeah. I just think because Urban Meyer did so much damage, no, to not, he did so much one. damage to not just himself. I do think it's gonna like the NFL. You know this, like the NFL is very protective of like the NFL it's culture. The, the shield. They it, always talk about the shield. Like they're very much. They're very outspoken. Like mm-hmm. if you just because you could do it on Saturdays doesn't mean you could do it right. on Sundays. They're very very protective of that. And I yeah. think I'm telling you. I think you are right in the sense of maybe a younger coach. There could be an outlier, but I do think it's gonna make people second guess it because for all the shit you want to say about Urban Meyer, he won everywhere he went. You know what I mm. mean? So say what you want about you know college. He was a winner and. I just think, you know, he's going to rub some people the wrong way. Before we continue with today's show, big ups to the members of the Patreon. Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Devin Rendon, Jordan Riley, Mike Wozniak, Stephen Briggs, and Ryan Pisner. Support for the show comes from Patreon, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. All right, let's wind down. Those are fun. Legend of the year at, at its core, MP. That's the, that's like the main. That's like the best picture, right? At the at the Oscars is like the main award. The Legend of the year. Here. That picture, of Urban Meyer at the bar. Just that little with selfie. The, with the yeah. finger. Yeah. With, the, with the thumb out. Yo, yeah. storyline of 2021. What would you pick? This one. This one was tough for me. Osaka, mental health, and players like athletes just being like, nah, I'm good. Ooh. I like that one. That was something I talked on the pod with uh, Dr. Carlene and Owen about the scrutiny that the athlete gets from the public when they do sit out. And they brought up a good point of 
Lane Johnson was another player who sat out because of mental health issues. And, like, his sole job is to be the protector of the quarterback. So if his head's not in the right place, him stepping away, it's a good thing for the team. Because if you're not all there and you're not focused on the objective at hand, you could get someone seriously hurt. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Simone Biles also. And then you had, you know, Ridley. Calvin Ridley, a team that Allen covers and knows well. So I just kind of like, I mean, it's all involved. It's all kind of morphed into like the player empowerment situation. But, you know, that the concept of, of, of mental health being important and, you know, being able to take a break and understanding that it's a part of your health, just like your physical health. So I think that's like my answer, at least. I like that one. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Alan, what about you? I think I want to say it was a full transition because obviously LeBron's still at the top, but I just think just the plethora of young stars starting to like take the full limelight in the NBA. I just seen these, whether it was Trey Young or Devin Booker or uh, see Luka Doncic, like it, Jason Tatum. There's just, I feel like there's just a new crop now just that you can look at the NBA, like a top 10 list and majority of them are players that are what younger than 26 years old. Like it's just incredible how the NBA has drastically changed now where you just see so many of these young stars taking over and like, People are generally excited to go. Like they will pay money to see him. They will go buy the jerseys. It's like, oh no, it's not just a LeBron KD thing now. It's like we got these other players, and it doesn't even matter if they're in smaller markets. It's like we're gonna watch them because we respect the talent. I feel the same way, but about the NFL quarterback situation. Yo, that's mine. Okay. I, who did I who did I hear today? Trent Dilfer. He said. There's so much good quarterback play right now. It's just very different. It's like he said quarterback play is like ice cream. It's great. There's just a whole bunch of different flavors. I was like, wow, that's a really great analysis to kind of break it down and simplify it. There's so many great young quarterbacks. And they all do something different that makes them elite. Yo, that was was mine. So you look at like the old heads in the league, right? You look at Brady. You look at Rodgers. You look at even Big Ben. Like this is going to be his last year. Like these are the guys that have been around for so long that they're – you know, our whole lifetime being able to understand and comprehend what football was was with these dudes, right? But now the the second this this wave that's either coming or is coming in, you look at Herbert, you look at Mahomes, you look Burrow. at Lamar, Burrow, Kyler, right? I throw Dak in that mix too. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're looking at these guys. Jalen Hurts made the playoffs. Doesn't do it for me, but you have a lot that's of a flavor. You have a lot of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That are in the league. That let's not forget Josh Allen. Jo- oh, Josh Allen. Like, like yeah. to me, Dak's kind of established by now. If I'm nitpicking, but yeah, right, yeah, right. So yeah, from like 2018 on, yeah. these quarterbacks that have been in there, Lamar too. Did right. I say Lamar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think now you're looking at it, and so, most of these guys are in the AFC, imp. Yeah. So it's gonna be just bloodbaths come playoffs, where it's like Herbert, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar. Uh, Burrow. Burrow. It's like, damn. Wilson. Who knows what happens with it? Let's go. Hey, <laughs> damn, no Mac Jones love there. Right, Mac. Mac in there too. too uh, right? So I think I think you're seeing I think you're seeing from Allen's point with the stars in the NBA, you're seeing that with the quarterbacks too. Yeah. And point cards. Point, point cards too, yeah. Like, I mean, you're right. I just think there's like specifically You get more technical and yes. So yeah. many like really great young point guards. Like, similar to quarterbacks, like, you know. Ja. 
Jaws the first one I think of. I think of Darius Garland this year, make, taking a huge step forward. Darius Garland, I took him in fantasy basketball really early because don't laugh. I mean, he was rated high, but Steph Curry went out of his way all like not all offseason, but multiple times throughout the offseason. Steph Curry was like raving about Darius Garland. So just young, you know, young point guard play, young play in general. You're right. Um, and quarterback play too. 2022, give us a uh, bold prediction, Allen. Bold prediction, or like a take. It could be a take, little little hot take, or just a thought. Remember, mine used to be sports betting and get legalized, and then it did. <laughs> yeah, visionary or not? We knew we knew it was happening. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, MP, you got one off the top of your head. <laughs> I mean, I. It's tough. I don't. I kind. It kind of bleeds into what we were just talking about. Like I just think it's a. We're, we're, I don't want to say like a golden era, but we're really heading into an awesome year for like a lot of these really great young quarterbacks in the NFL. Like I'm just. I'm. I'm really blown away. Um. So many good ones, and also it's really going to be interesting with how many teams need quarterbacks. I, I know this is football specific, but like some of these teams have their guy and they know it for sure and there's a bunch of these teams that have no idea who their quarterback is so i think <laughs> the highs and the lows of like some guy some teams it's concrete 10 years we're good and some franchises it's like we have no idea um and i think the contrast is interesting and i think it's going to make for a very fascinating nfl offseason okay here's a, here's one prediction at some point in 2022 jamar chase will break a single game receiving yards record I like that. I just think you watch when he gets a ball in the open field, he turns one or two yards into 10 yards. And the way he stretches the field, he could, in an instant, just like you don't see too many receivers, like just 80 yard play, boom. And just like natural chemistry he has with Burrow, they're going to live the league for the next decade. Yo, outside of Rodgers and Adams, is there a better duo? Ooh. The only one that came to my mind, Mahomes to Hill, yeah, or Kelsey, yeah. But man, it's already up there, bro. What happened to Wilson to Metcalf? Oh, that that. <laughs> no, nah, like, it was more Lockett than anything. Yeah. That's like top sixty now. <laughs> I remember like two years ago, the the rookie Metcalf here. I think he had like a perfect passer rating when he was targeting Lockett. Yeah. He he's I know he's dipped recently and he's a walking turnover these days. But Stafford and Cup have something special. Yeah. Yeah. But the big play isn't quite there as much. I I I'm, I can't think of no. and and Allen Allen and Diggs hasn't quite been the same. Nah. Like I saw a crazy stat with uh, like Josh Allen. I think is averaging, I want to say like three hundred thirty five yards passing per game, and Diggs only has two games of ninety plus yards. Yeah, yeah, he's had a yeah. very disappointing season. Yeah. I mean, you, I've said it all year. Like the gun, the fucking weapons just aren't the greatest. Yeah, but Diggs isn't the issue though. Like, yeah, Diggs no, is, but I'm saying I you're think saying, that would you're saying everything else. Yeah, yeah, it would help out. You can't. You can only have 1,400 yards before the next season. The teams adapt and adjust to. Hey, we really only have one really great receiver, and. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give two because why not? I think, Alan, this one's for you. You might hate this too, but I think Conor McGregor fights for the belt. So they're right away. I don't know if it's right away, but I could see it being like one fight and then a title. No, no. Shot. Well, if he wins one fight, if he beats like Dustin Poirier, as crazy as it sounds, he kind of deserves a title shot. 
If he beats the is guy, there, sorry, is there talk about this happening? There, like, hasn't he gotten his shit kicked the last couple? Of fights? Yeah, like to me, if if he automatically got a title shot, I just the sport. Like, come on, like, yeah. come on, like what are we doing now? But if he beat Dustin Poirier in his return, then got a title shot. Who's going to dispute that? Yeah, considering no, the true. business he brings him in. coming, him him coming back, and that being the first fight against Oliveira. Which he's already said, like, yeah, I'm the king of the favelas, and he wants to go fight him because you know. He, but those he, guys are on steroids, don't know. Who the Brazilians? Uh, NBA, it's 2022 now. Like, no, they come on, they test them now. Nah, right? it's you not that you can't just say Brazilians are on steroids. Nah, it's yeah. That, that, but that's when they're fighting in Brazil, there there has been scenarios. They don't really fight Brazil anymore either. There have been scenarios in the past where a lot of American fighters didn't want to go fight in Brazil. They don't get tested in Brazil. Well, there's no USADA there. So they don't get tested in Brazil. Yeah, but they're also a part of the pool when they come and fight like in the States, they're going to get tested. So yeah, if say a fighter is using steroids and he's fighting in Brazil, eventually he's going to come to the States to fight in New York or in Florida, wherever the next card is going to be, mm-hmm. then he'll get tested. But isn't it more so for these short periods of time, like maybe a two-month stretch, but we were prepping for a fight? That's kind of in these instances where like some folks use it in situations like that. Yeah, like you go through cycles. That's the that's my it, that was the lane it. I was talking about. Not like a habitual user, but knowing that if you're anyway. Nah, but that well, that's the thing. Like it, you get you get things stripped, and then fights become no contests because yeah, I beat Impy in Brazil. I'm the Brazilian dude, but you gotta beat well, some, fight when someone. I get tested. When I come to the states, it's like oh, there's traces in the system. Oh, there's an asterisk now on my win over you. And the suspensions are much heftier now. Oh, yeah. Now you're getting like two, three years. Yeah. Uh, it TJ, six TJ months. TJ Dillashaw, yeah. EPO. It's like a, it's like a cardio thing. What it, do you mean? EP, it, I don't know what exactly endurance. EPO. Yeah, it boosts yeah. your endurance. He got popped for two years. Was oh, like some guy. Lance Armstrong? Yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of, yeah. No, look, I think if McGregor beat Poirier and then fought for a title, no one's going to... I think you expect that. Look, the guy brings in a huge business, and he beats someone that's credible, as yeah. crazy as it is. But if he just came back now, that kind of would be like when Brock came back or was going to come back to fight Cormier. It's like, dude, this oh, sport. Yeah. Like, this that that becomes just a money grab yeah. there. But my other one, bold prediction, I think we've seen the last of a few quarterbacks with their teams. I think we've seen the last of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. I think it, we've seen the last of Russ in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I think Rodgers goes back to Green Bay. I don't think so. Oh. I think. Well, we got to see how this this plays out. I don't. Right? I think regardless of what happens, he's gone. I think he wants to do his own thing, like Brady. So even if he wins, yep. That's hard for you to get up and leave. Kawhi bro. did it. And granted, he was a Raptor for half of a season, but he did. But Kawhi's also like completely different. Yeah, and Rodgers isn't isn't this. I don't know if anyone could real have a, a real formed informed opinion about us because we don't know what's going on with him in the front office because that's where the real frustration lies. Because Rodgers talks about how much he loves Green Bay, loves the coaching staffs, loves the teammates. It's really with the ownership I th- the I th- office, I th- so I, it's really hard to have a credible opinion on us. I just think. By the way, do you think the Green Bay roster is good? Yeah. Okay, cool. Why? I've no, no, no. I just, p- multiple people were like getting, not getting at us, but they 
Dude, you all won 13 games three years in a row. No, because we kept saying, like, yo, bro, you want to Why was leave? he complaining? This yeah. was very much a diva move I, at the end of I the day. I think it's just, there's something internally wrong in with the... No, I think it's a. I think it's an ego thing. Like it he probably wa- is ego too. Like come on, it's like he wants to do what Brady did. He wants to go handpick his guys. He wants to be able to have input, like with Jay Kumaro. Yeah, you know, like he, like he wants to do it once. Right. You know what I mean? So, like that's good. I, had, I don't think it has anything to do with how good the team is. Like I just think he wants to be, go somewhere else and be his own guy, like. Have a, a little bit of a different identity, like how Brady did. You know what mm. I mean? Like for so long, he was under the the Belichick and the New England. You know, I, I don't want to call it a shadow, but so those are your three QBs, or you got more? No, nah, I think them three, and obviously like Watson too. But I also have a feeling we don't see Watson, bro. Mm. I think we see Watson. What play. about Mayfield? I think tomorrow. I think Watson goes to Miami. Bro, I'm so done with Baker Mayfield. <laughs> He's not irrelevant. You like, put Cousins, but not Mayfield. Dude, I don't even care about Baker Mayfield. More commercials for you know, Trevor Lawrence and Baker got to have the same agent. Have you seen how many Trevor Lawrence commercials there are? Hey, man, that's not my quarterback. Zach. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, can we give Trevor a chance? Like, can we yeah, not? yeah, you got to give him a good offensive mind. Can you, no, just give him like a safe environment. Like... Oh yeah. Let's like, just give him actual professional environment to work in first. Like, yeah, no, I yeah, agree. So I'm not, I'm not gonna bet, put Trevor down. I told Nick they should, the Jaguars should run the Josh Allen offense for Trevor Lawrence. Okay, More that, QB the, runs, get him bigger, let him he's six fucking five, six four. Yeah, but does he willingly embrace physicality like Josh Allen? Like Josh Allen accepts. Anyone come at him. He lowers his shoulder. Will Trevor Lawrence lower his shoulder? Hey, listen. If you want to be as good as I think everyone thought you'd be, I think that that I, wrinkle needs to be added. He might want to protect his health. I don't know. Yeah, well. Yeah, so. Damn, so. Yeah, because you could see Cousins. Carr? Carr is, Carr is going to be the owner of the Raiders. Yo, I heard another thing. <laughs> what? Like, Derek Carr, like, underrated? I think he's probably rated now. I think this I year, know, everyone, I, think I, I think everyone loves him now. Yeah. Just like. Listen, we don't know what's going to happen on Sunday, but the he, fact that this team is even in consideration for a playoff with all the shit. Bro, they just had another dude get arrested today. Yeah, he fell asleep. He was drunk. He fell asleep. Rookie his, corner. You're yeah. a rookie corner. They like, just won. He had four tackles on Sunday. He should oh. win some type of an award like glue guy of the year. Like. Angel, Saints. Humanitarian. Humanitarian. Well, no, Walter well, Payton. Or if Derek Harrison win that Seriously, award. Seriously, man. I was telling you a couple of weeks ago, like, yo, I would vote for him. And I said to, I was out in Vegas with Kenny King. He does, he his dad used to play for the Raiders and he does a Raiders podcast for Blue Wire. And I was saying, I was like, yo, look, if I had the option, I would vote for Derek Carr for MVP for the way he's handled this whole season. Yeah. Henry Ruggs. Uh, Armin. Armand, what was his name? Oh, Arnett. Arnett. Arnett Gruden. the corner. Gruden. Like, what the hell? Dar- Wall- didn't Darren Waller him. hasn't played like in six weeks. Yeah, it's like all this shit that he has to do. He gets Deshaun Jackson comes in. And he's like, throwing yo, touchdowns the, to him. Like, he's throwing a Zay Jones. Yeah, Zay Jones had 100 yards yeah. against the Colts. Josh Jacobs got mad kids. Shout like, out so to many. <laughs> Shout out to fucking dude, like, Derek Carr. Him and Hunter Renfro. That's like one of my most ridiculous Duos, but look at them go. Bro, put that duo up there too, son. If Seattle, Carter, Carter if, Seattle if Seattle calls the Raiders and Seattle says, we'll give you Russ, how much more do the Raiders need 
or sorry, how much more does Seattle need? Seattle need. Seattle wants draft picks because oh, that Jamal Adams trade. Yeah, uh, Calvin Pryor with wristbands. <laughs> sorry about that. Too. I'm surprised. Yeah, Jamal Adams could have been up there for uh, legend. legend of the year. Yeah, yeah nah, he's not relevant. Yeah. Oh, what damn, damn MP. I mean, I watched the guy. He was good, but he's not worth the money. Okay. I'm not paying a safety that he much. He can't money. guard anyone. It's different. It's different. If It's different if he does both. If he was Ed Reed, it's different, right? I, I, yeah, I want to go up two first-round picks, but, like, if I... Man, after watching Buda Baker yesterday, sheesh, I'll, I'll pay a safety. He's playing like that. If you watch that Cowboys-Carlos game yesterday, Buda Baker everywhere. Yeah, he dropped yeah, the pick. Made him was Buda Baker that dropped the pick, or was it... Was it what's his name? I think it was Isaiah Simmons. Dak threw a couple balls yesterday that should have been picked. Um, there's a couple teams. I, there's a lot. I think there's a lot of teams. I think Mariota's going to be a starting quarterback next year. Wow. Okay. Uh, why? He played great last year, and then he's kind of been in thrown into some gadget plays this year. Wait, Mario, Mario great played, is a stretch. Wait, Mariota played great last. Like he played one really good game last year. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. So like, did Matt Flynn, bro? Like chill with the with the nah, G word. I think that I think that that type of tape, in terms of like evaluating. At least bringing a guy in, like you're gonna go back to that tape and you're gonna say this is the last game he started and he looked really good. Like and he he can move. How many teams would rather have a quarterback that's maybe not as good throwing the ball, but there's the added element of running the ball. Like, with all due respect, I'd rather have Marcus Mariota than like Baker Mayfield. Am I crazy? All right, I, but like teams are gonna be looking at Tyler Huntley before Marcus Mariota. That's this another point. great example though. Yeah. Like. I think the NFL is going to shift into like like a Jalen Hurts, bro. Jalen Hurts is limited throwing the ball at times, but what he could do with his legs makes up for we it. We also have to consider that Mariota has an extensive history when it comes to injuries. Yeah, well, so. he's been fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you're you're a hell of a you should, you should be your you should be your uh, PR you guy. Be PR guy, yeah. I'm just saying, like, how how is Marcus Mariota not starting, but. Mike Lennon is. Well, yo, yeah, yeah. How are we not talking about Giants yet? No, no Giants stuff. Fuck that, man. They're the worst <laughs> team in professional sports. We were talking about it before on the last pod. I don't want to. You don't know where Giants stuff. I do want to end with this yeah. sort of a bold prediction, bold take. You know, everyone's talking about MVP and rookies of the year and all that in the NFL, but dude, this is a fascinating offensive player of the year conversation between Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. Who would you say wins it at the end? I know we still got one game to go, and this is more of like a short term. We'll have an answer by the Super Bowl, but man, you're looking at both these guys. Like, I'm leaning towards Cooper Cup. If he breaks the record, I mean, yeah, he needs 12 catches to break the record, and he needs about like 112 yards to break the single season receiving record. Uh, both of these guys have been in the MVP conversation. Remember, like around the halfway point, I was saying how Cooper Cup's not going to win it because it's hard. It's hard for you to think of an MVP wide receiver and then not go to the quarterback. and not go to the quarterback. But Running it back. happened with how Stafford turned out. Like Cooper Cup has had monster games in games in which the Rams lose by two touchdowns. And you have the the Stafford four pick sixes in a row. You have some of that stuff to back it up. Yeah. So really? for me, I'm leaning Cooper Cup, Allen. I'm going Jonathan Taylor. I thought you were going to say rookie, defensive rookie, because the Micah, not rookie, the defensive player of the year. Yeah, I thought you were going to go Parsons too. That because yo, angle. that I, I, dude, he's a freak. I came on here maybe three weeks ago, and I'm and I and I said something like, you know, Micah Parsons could win both awards, and I was like, I'm kidding, but, and then like ever since I said that, I started like really looking at the numbers and the tackles for losses on real, the sacks obviously, just the multiple positions. Wait, well, doesn't coverage? If the Steelers don't make the playoffs, because my whole thing for Watt was like, 
the Steelers' offense this year has been putrid. If Watt can carry the defense into the playoffs, you can make the case for like maybe Watt wins the award. But if he, but if the Steelers don't make the playoffs, the Browns are not making the playoffs. Steelers are making the playoffs. They're not. So yeah. I think, in some weird way, like you could make the argument for Parsons because of the tackles for loss, the sacks, the coverage, like all of it yeah. in one. Uh, but Cup or Taylor? That was the question. Don't dodge it. Taylor. Yeah, I'm going Taylor too. Damn, you guys are really saying Taylor. I'm shocked by that. I don't know. There's games where Carson Wentz is thrown for like seven yards. <laughs> so look, yeah. He's right? Yeah. Five attempts, right? Five attempts, 18 yards passing. And like, he has good splits. Like, I, And I just feel like there's games, real statement wins when you look at what they did against the Bills, what they did against the Patriots. Yeah, Taylor single-handed. That were all because of him? Pretty much. Like, he was the offensive output. Like the I'm game not, against the Patriots, the end of the game run. Yeah, that, you want to talk about a statement. And Taylor's had other moments, but the five touchdown game. Yeah, that that in particular. Like I don't want to diminish Cooper Cup's uh, stat totals. Like what he's doing is remarkable. But I just still I'll go back to this. You watch a lot of his clips. Sean McVay is dialing it up real nicely for him. Like he capitalizes on a lot of advantageous positions. Like I'm still shocked. Like he'll run right out of the slot. There's no jam, no one going near him. He'll just go 25 yard down the seam, no problem. Like I remember the Tuesday night game in Seattle, just allowing him to roam <laughs> down the free. It's just like he gets a little stuff easy, Cooper Cup, and that's why. And like Jonathan Taylor, to me, he earned every bit of that. So that's why he's playing behind a great offensive line. That though. okay, that, that's true. But I just feel like if you want to look at true value, to me, the Colts are a five-six win team without Jonathan Taylor. If Cooper Cup's not the Rams, and they could maybe and if Robert say if say if Cooper Cup went down but Robert Woods was there, I still think the Rams are competing for a wild card spot. Yeah, you got Odell, Van Jefferson. Okay, yeah. that's a that's a that's a hell of a point. I think. Yeah, Naeem Hines and Marlon Mack ain't cutting it. <laughs> I just feel like call its offense tanks bad without Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. So that's why if I had to rate the two, I'd put Taylor over him. But if you want to look at pure offensive production, of course it's a conversation. Yeah, it's it's hard to not look at the numbers. Like he's. He has 21 more catches than Devontae. He has 350 more yards. He has 15 touchdowns. Taylor has 18 touchdowns, 1,734 yards. You guys, I was so like, yo, it's Cooper Cup. And it's still Cooper Cup, but you guys have like shrunk it. The a last couple bit. seconds? Yeah, it went from like 80 20 to about like 68 32. Yeah, no, there's no wrong answer. Yeah, Taylor's also been with the Colts, where like Cooper Cup is playing with a new nah. with a new quarterback. Yeah, but Cooper Cup's been with the Rams for two years now. No, Taylor nah, got drafted his whole two career. years ago. Yeah, this is his second year that Taylor's in the league. How long been? has Cup been in the league? Twenty seventeen. I want to say no. He came in. With, he came in with golf. He's been in the league for that long. I'm pretty sure he's been 2016. In the league. Bro, how would you rather have Marcus Mariota or Jared Goff as your quarterback? Oh God! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jared Goff because he looks like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> it's like, uh, look at him. Oh my bad, he was a third round pick in 2017. Yeah, let's say I don't. Remember, right. I don't remember him being part of that infamous Jeff Fisher draft class, the last okay. ever Jeff Fisher. You're draft right. Class. You're right. You're right. So Cup, Cup, pretty much. He pretty much came in with Sean McVay that same year. So McVay's the one that identified it. Yo, there was a backup who played this week. I can't even think of who it is. He was, he's the new, Matt, he's the new Matt Moore for me. Can you stop? <laughs> Who's the new Matt Moore, man? I tweeted it. I gotta look at my tweets. 
He won. They won. That Tim Boyle. Nah. Get, get, Wait, a backup QB that played this, this week. Who Huntley? Played? Huntley? Nah. What are the not Mannion? No. Nah. nah get, get, yo, if it was Mannion, I was super <laughs> kicking you right now. Not Mike Lennon. Nope. <laughs> Andy Ooh. Dalton? Nah. A backup? Who else played? Russ played in Seattle. Do you consider Sam oh, Darnold a backup? No. Damn. You almost got me hyped. <laughs> Do you consider Sam Darnold a backup at this point? Nope. I'm going to just Taysom Hill? Nope. Who's a backup? Bro, who else are we missing? We got Kyle Allen? Nah. Hold on. Did he play this week? I thought he played this week. Oh, this is, yo, oh bro. We battled. <laughs> I can't think of any other backups. Yeah, there literally is no other backups. Who is it? I got to just look at my Twitter, man. What, what, what do you. Did you call him the next Matt Moore? Why don't you put. IMPY718 and then you, put Matt I hope Moore. you're not mean Trey Lance. Nah. I'll figure it out. This is terrible. Oh, I can't find it. Right. Well, Nick, wrap this up. Edit this up. Alan, where can they find you, bro? Alan Sturk, A L L E N S T R K. You can find me at IMPY718. You already know. This is killing me. This is one of those things where you just forget it. You got they... that dazed and confused look right now. What you got to do is look at the whole week 17 slate, go through it, and then see what you can do. Maybe it was Nick Hundley turning into the next Matt Moore. Tyler Hundley. What did I say, Taylor? <laughs> no, you said Nick. Nick Hundley. Who's Nick Hundley? Who's Nick Hundley? Wasn't he like a catcher? I remember Tim used to always bring that up. He's like, oh, he was a catcher nah, on the nah, A's. Because Brett Hundley was the quarterback for the Packers and the Browns, too. Right. At Nick Day is 10 is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum is where you can find everything for the show. Alan and I will be back on Friday with a pod preview and all the chaos in week 18. And we will catch you guys all next time. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.